to today's episode of Tech is Not Neutral. This is episode five. I'm still trying to figure this out. And I'm thinking that for me, um, Saturday afternoon is a good time to do this. So, you know, it's all about me. So that's when I'll be doing this. And you can watch either the um, replay or whatever. But I knew my... (laughs) Do you ever, Kristen, what else do you do? I love it. I love it that you're always the first to join. Um, so, um, yeah, so I'm going to be doing this in probably on Saturday afternoons because on Saturday mornings, you know what? I just like to chill. Um, yeah, and have a life. I actually um, um, <laughs> I actually went out this morning and um, planted some some flowers in my little garden and then came back and took a nap and I'm rested so I can think about what, um, because I actually like this format. And when I first started, I was wondering if I was going to continue to do it. But I actually do like this format of just talking about bringing attention to, because every week there's something else about how tech is not neutral and really need to pay attention to that. There's nothing wrong with tech. I'm not saying tech is evil. I would never say tech is evil. Tech has enabled so much good and so much so many people I couldn't do this thing that I'm doing right now if it were not for tech um yet um everything has various perspectives and impacts people differently and that's the conversations we're not having we have this oh tech is great it's always great kind of mantra it's like some kind of cult when it's not so um Today, I'm talking about a few different things, as always. Um, So the first thing I'm going to talk about is an article that was in Reuters, and it was um, Google Plans New Browser um, Tools on Privacy and Ad Transparency. So I'm just going to read a little bit of this, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts. So Alphabet Inc. unit um, Google in the coming months plans to introduce new internet browser tools to limit how users' um, web activity is tracked by advertising companies and give them greater insight into why certain ads are showing to, are shown to them, the company announced in blog on Tuesday. Our experience shows that people prefer ads that are personalized to their needs and interests, but only if those ads offer transparency, choice, and control. I'm thinking, duh. You know, um, the tool would enable Google, users of Google Chrome browsers to delete cookies, which are uh, virtual tracking chips that some companies use to document browsing behavior without having to also remove cookies that enable easy logins to websites. Um, it added that it would it also would restrict some possible um, methods websites might use to circumvent the new tool. A separate add-on, which will work on multiple browsers, will um, list companies involved in delivering an ad to a user, including the intermediaries between the advertiser and publisher. Okay. I love, so a lot of the things, well, several of the articles I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, the themes I'm, is privacy is the theme today. Um, because, again, no duh. Um who would not want ads that we see targeted um, um, to be 
to make sense to us. I mean, when you watch soap operas, there are certain ads that soap operas have that they don't show or um, that would not be shown. So same ads that are on, let's say, um, um, CS, CSI are not shown on on um on soap operas because that's a different audience. Um, that's a different kind of per, um, mentality when you're watching soap operas or whatever it is. So this is not new. Advertising has been around for decades. They've perfected this, so they know this. This So to act like this is a, oh, we're just figuring this out and we're doing it for the needs of our, comp- our customers is just bullshit. Um, and I'll talk about this later. But that is just like a really like, mm, yeah, okay. Um, the next one is San Francisco um, stop secret spy tech and face surveillance. So again, we're in this 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 um, surveillance um, era or things that are happening. So government use of many surveillance techni- technologies and especially face surveillance can evade. Um, privacy and chill free speech. It also disproportionately harms already marginalized communities. It increases the likelihood that they will be entangled with police, ICE, and other agencies with a history of abuse, bias, and unlawful violence. Um, San Francisco Board of Supervisors will soon have the opportunity to join several Bay Area communities um, and cities across the country country and requiring board control of whether city departments may acquire new surveillance technologies. Most importantly, the proposal would ensure robust community input and the opportunity to advocate against new spy technology before its adoption. Okay, so this reminds me of being in the classroom. So, and this is so funny to me. So you have all these um, principal monies in most schools, public schools, um, is, mm, let me take that back, because it depends on what school district where you are. So in Georgia, um, the school prints, so the counties get, or the school system gets the money, and it is distributed to, outside of paying for special ed or, you know, um, salaries or those kind of things, school buildings get a certain amount of money which principals are in charge of allocating so what has happened in the school system is you have these salespeople who come and they um talk a good game to these principals who who are not very don't i mean like the average person does not understand what these technologies are but you know you got a swift you know no savvy salesperson telling you all these great things so the principal of that school will um, then sign on the dotted line and order this. And it's always custom. It's always, you know, it has to be customized. It can't be out the box kind of thing. It has to be some customized something that can't be returned, basically. And so they order this stuff. It comes in. And then they call um, the technology people in whatever school system and say, hey, can you come hook this thing up? Well, inevitably, more times than not, these individuals come to hook this thing up and they can't hook this thing up because it's not compatible with their system. So this is what this is. So it's like, 
So you have, I mean, this is how money is wasted in school systems. If people really want to know, talk about how money is wasted. It's buying, it's purchasing stuff that without having um, thought about how it's going to be used, can it be used? So there are a lot of school buildings that have just equipment, brand new technology, the top-notch technology equipment that's just sitting in the closet somewhere because no one can use it. And so this is what reminds me. This reminds me of. So you have these different agencies with or departments within these um, city um, within these cities who for whatever reasons, um, want to use these surveillance equipment. And so they get to, you know, they, what they've been doing is just buying it and, and installing it. And so now, again, we're always having to backtrack with technology, um, saying the boards are saying, no, 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 no. Um, you cannot just independently ask the DMV or whatever it is, uh, install this technology. Uh, <clears throat> it has to it has to have some kind of some people some kind of community thought has to come into how you why you're using it how you're using it that kind of thing and so I find this very interesting that um and we're gonna have more of these because um so many more companies are pushing pushing their um their their products and services to um to the civic space um and just like education these civic or these, you know, departments, uh, heads of departments in, 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 in these, um, what, what are they, what are they called? Um, you know, cause I live in Georgia and everything's run by counties. So I'm trying to make it seem like, and making sure it's not, cause in Chicago, it wasn't as like city of Chicago has this thing. There's a county, but city of Chicago runs the schools and all that kind of stuff. So it's different everywhere, but you can't have these rogue, not even rogue, you can't have these departments that are supposed to work as a system of a um, community um, that's getting funded by public trust and public monies, just buying stuff and, and particularly surveillance equipment um, and not being held accountable for why are you using it? What is it for? How is it going to impact the community? That's interesting. So this is um, an older article. Um, it was from, cause I try to stay within this week, but this was, I don't, I, I could not pass this by, I debated on this one. Um, and this one's from March 27th and I've debated on this cause it reminded me of another article that I read last year. And so the headline is help us catch killers is now the new advertising angle for DNA companies. So everybody, I mean, it was a big shit this past Christmas to get a DNA kit to, uh, as a Christmas gift. And I'm going to tell anybody who knows who ever thought, don't send me that. I'm not doing that. As an educator, they, the system already has my fingerprints. That's about all information they need to know on me um, because I don't trust that. D I mean, DNA is the most personal thing that we own. It is the identifier of who we are on the mo more, most personal levels. And our systems are, uh, pro again, these products and services. Oh, that's a novel idea. It's a great thing to do. You know, um, the thought of, again, going back to privacy issues, going back to surveillance issues, we haven't, we don't think uh, far enough out for me, for me to hand over my data willingly, I mean, my DNA willingly to anybody. But it says here, so the DNA, uh, uh, DNA ancestry companies criticized for letting Police use their uses gene database in turning um, is turning the tables on critics. 
Family Tree DNA is now produced, has now produced a TV advertisement that urges customers, consumers to help them catch criminals. So this is going to be your new 1-800, whatever that little uh, 1-800 number when you, um, oh, I can't think of it right now. When you see a crime or you you see a fugitive and you call this number, blah, blah, blah. So I guess this is what the, the thing is. The debate is the family DNA tree admitted in February that without using it, telling its users, this is the problem, this is where we get to it. Without telling its users, it had been letting the FBI compare the DNA of unknown criminals with that of more than a million GN, GN, G genealogical enthusiasts whose genetic profiles were on file. And this is where my problem came. So this is the, this is the thing I pay you. I'm, first of all, I'm giving you $99, $129 or whatever to do this DNA test for me. And you get to use this backhanded backdoor way of making more money off my DNA. Um, it, I don't know what pops in my, why it just popped in my hair, but it reminds me of when you put your money into a bank a savings account, and they use that money to loan to other people. But at least that you know that when you put your money into a bank, that your money will be used to make loans, and that's how the bank makes money. Um, these companies aren't... Um, well, this company hadn't been telling anybody about that. But then this reminded me, again, like I said, of an article that came out in September, on September, it was in September, um, the end of September. This one specifically is September 23rd, 2018. And it says, please don't give your genetic de- data to ancestry DNA as part of a Spotify playlist partnership. I thought that was the dumbest shit. Um, <clears throat> and this is why I thought it was dumb. Okay, so... Um, because I want to find, okay, here's what I wanted to read. Um, it, again, it's a slippery slope. It's, it's a, again, I've said our DNA is our most personal thing that we own. That And so to give it so easily and freely to create a playlist, something so trivial, um, was concerning to me. And so it says DNA um, home kits have become all the rage in recent years, helping more than 15 million people identify their ancestors. But as data privacy continues to dominate new cycles, it's hard not to wonder about the security of the immense of the immensely sensitive data collected by companies like Ancestry. A Think Progress investigation last year found that buried in the terms of service, Ancestry claims ownership of the perpetual royalty-free worldwide license that may be used against you, um, maybe used against you and your genetic or, sorry, or a genetic relative as the company and the researcher sees fit. Upon agreeing to the company's term of service, you and any genetic relatives appear, uh, 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 appearing in the data surround, um, surrender partially legal rights to the DNA, including any damages that ancestry may cause unintentionally or purposefully or purposefully. So then there's an update that says, um, so, um, through a spokesperson, um, ancestry says it no longer uses the term, uses the terms of service reported in the think progress, uh, progress investigation. Um, and she also provided the following statement. So it's pr- protecting our customers' pr- privacy is Ancestry's first, um, highest priority. Spotify does not have access to the DNA data 
of any ancestry customers customers can manually input regions into the playlist generator on spotify and then a custom playlist is created with songs by artists from the various regions and across the wide variety of musical genres all the information is manually input by customers and the experience is completely optional okay see this is where i also have a problem so the first i have two problems first you had the fact that you even had that terms of service is problematic that tells me that um yeah that yeah yeah that's fucking that's 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 pretty fucked up that you thought that you owned um royalty fee people's dna see that's what our dna is becoming it's becoming a commodity for other people just like our data it our our data you know social security all that stuff is a commodity but my dna i just don't want that commoditized and then the fact that they put the onus on the customer saying, oh, it's just something that and they have manual. When they promoted this, it was it was this, oh, this is the great thing. You want to da 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 This is another way that tech companies get off by saying, but, but they should have read the terms of service or they had complete control or whatever the case may be. Um, we have to do a better job of this. Again, we have to think about long-term solutions to stuff. Just because we can do something does not mean we should do it. Just because we can do something does not mean we should do it. Good God. All right, next um, article. The U.S. government cannot force you to unlock your phone with your fingerprint, another judge rules. American police... Uh, might think it's acceptable to force people to unlock smartphones with their fingers, but increasingly U.S. judges are disagreeing. In Idaho, a just unsealed ruling from uh, a judge, um, Bush, said police could not demand the owner of a Google um, Pixel 3 XL to use her finger to unlock the phone to allow for a forensic search. The ruling comes just four months after California judge ruled a search warrant did not give police the authority to unlock devices with fingerprints, faces, and irises. She said it would be, it would have trampled over the Fifth Amendment, which protects Americans from self-incrimination. See, again, we're not thinking about things. Um, we are, what we're now seeing is um, law enforcement or other agencies using the great technologies. Now, I know I have a, I have a um, iPhone 10X. I know that. Um, and there are some things I had to think about before I got the phone. Um, and one of the reasons I got the phone is because it has a dual SIM card. And when I travel um, internationally, it's much cheaper for me to put in a uh, SIM card from another country um, than to have my own um, um, carrier charge me $10 a day um, for 24 hours. Because if I'm gone, as I'm going to Berlin very shortly, I will be gone 14 days. So I'm not going to pay an extra additional 140 bucks on top of my own, um, on top of my own very expensive monthly plan, um, to use my phone. So I thought, I mean, these are things I really thought about. Uh, and yet people are using, um, I, people have not, or have to think about, um, these things. And if law enforcement has a right to, 
Um, and we know as, as I know as, uh, from somebody from a marginalized community, particularly black, the chances of me getting pulled over are much higher than other, um, individuals. And that chances of that experience being a negative one, um, are higher than other people's experience. And, um, you're not gonna, I would not want to give you permission to go into my phone. Again, that's my personal data. That's my, the mo- one of the most personal things I carry with me everywhere I go. Um, again, we're talking about privacy. Um, this is an article from The Guardian. My data security is better than yours. Tech CEOs throw shade in privacy wars. So basically, this is just an article of, cause there, the, the Google, um, um, had their, their annual developer conference this past week. And so you have all these companies from Facebook to Google to, um, so, um, Google said privacy must be, uh, must be equally available to everyone around the world. Well, it hasn't been. So it's like, and so, um, that's one thing. And then you have Facebook trying to throw shade on Apple. And then you saw Apple when they had their, um, when they had the um the 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 C C E S conf um um yeah I guess it is a conference um in 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 um in Vegas they had a big old bull billboard that said what happens on your um iPhone stays on your iPhone so you have all these companies vying jockeying for talking about privacy when that's not who they really are. They, they, their job is to sell this, this, your data. And so, um, you, you, and so this, this, the, the, the art, author of the article says people are eating this up. There's a narrative here where you have the bad guy, which is Facebook. And now you have Apple and Google stepping in to say, we're the good guys. They're not actually caring about privacy. They're just trying to get associated with the idea of privacy and, and its workings, hook, line, and sinker. And that's just the bottom line. Because if these are things that they cared about, these are things that would have been in a part of thoughts that a part of, uh, uh, been thoughts that would have been a part of how they designed it. Or if they hadn't, or quickly realizing that, oh, I mean, because you can't think of everything in MVP. You can't think of everything as it comes out. But when you get customers saying, hey, this is an issue, these are things that we need to be talking about, we need to be thinking about, um, that should have been, um, yeah. So this is all smoke and mirrors. Uh, but again, we're in the technology space know that. We in the technology space know that when we come to a, a sign up for a new app and it says, do you want to use your email or do you want to sign up with Facebook or Twitter? If my, if that, if that app is not, was not created to work with those platforms, you're getting my email because you're not going to be connecting me in all these different places. Um, but your average consumer sees that as a, uh, as a, a convenience because that's how we're selling it. So, um, that's that article. And then we're, um, from an article, uh, May 6th, ahead of the 2020, Microsoft unveils tools to allow voters to track their ballots. This is really interesting because from tra- um, from checking into the polling place on a tablet to registering to vote by mar- smartphone or using an electronic voting machine to cast a vote, computers have become an increasingly common part of American voting. Um, but the underlying technology behind some of these processes is often in a black box. Private companies, not state and local governments, develop and maintain most of the software and hardware that keep democracy chugging along that has kept journalists, academics, and even lawmakers from speaking um, uh, with certainty, certainty about election security. 
in an effort to improve confidence in, in elections, Microsoft announced on Monday that it was releasing an open source uh, open source software development kit called Election Guards that will use encryption techniques to allow to let voters know when their vote is counted. It will also allow election officials and third parties to verify um, election results to make sure that there are no in, uh, interference with the results. This is quite an interesting thing because this is very important. So our civic right, our constitutional right is to vote. That's about government protection. But we, the government has handed these, the ability to do so over to private companies. And again, this to me is about, um, is about our privacy and data. And particularly you look at things like Cambridge Analytica and you look at how Russia hacked uh, um, our election. And hell, if you look at how I live in Georgia, what um, Kemp did as the person running from for governor was also in charge of the elections and how many people he purged and voter suppression. Um, these are things we really need to think about. And again, tech is not neutral. And these are things that, again, we create these products and services and we don't think about fully, don't think fully about how they will impact other people's lives, how they will impact our lives, our civics, our democracy. Everybody's screaming about, oh, our democracy is, these are constitutional issues. But these people who are creating this stuff, let's be honest, are usually developers. Um, they're usually some, some product manager, some marketing person, and there's very few, there are very few people who are ha on these, creating these products and services who have access to scholars or people who are, who, whose job it is to think about these things very deeply. Um, and so we just create stuff. And again, just because we can doesn't mean we should. And if we are, then we need to make sure we have reached out to the best and the brightest. And that's just not white people. That's not just white men. That's just not men. But that's people um, who are studying these things or the communities they impact who may not be a scholar, be scholared, but who will be impacted by and have experience with the negative outcomes of these things. So the last thing I really want to talk, um, they kind of, so all these things tie together. And the, one of the articles is, is says what Amazon knows about you. And I really didn't think about this, but God damn, that company knows has a lot of, um, has a lot of touch points in people's lives. Um, depending on how much you shop, watch, or read the uh, read with Amazon, the e-commerce behemoth may know more about you than any other company on earth. That just kind of blew my mind. Just one company may know more about you um, than any other company on earth. The big picture, naturally, they know uh, what you're browsing, bought, and you know on their main service. But they also have Alexa, Prime, Kindle, um, Home, De um, Whole Foods, Ring, Eero, um, Twitch. I didn't know they own Twitch. Um, Goodreads. Um, IMDB and Audible. And so across all these platforms, they talk in detail about the, the information they're getting from you. Um, like Prime Video, they, they, what, they know what you watch, what you browse for, what you search for. Um, Ring, th that's one reason I will not have a connected house at this point. Um, it's, co it's cool and it's novel. Um, but I do not, again, it's that, that email or do I want to connect everything to my social media platforms? Do I want all of my house security, my, my refrigerator, my lights and everything connected to one thing? Um, so for like for ring, for instance, 
for customers with a paid recording plan, Amazon stores video for 30 to 120 days, depending on location, or until the customer manually deletes the video. Recordings for those who don't subscribe to the plan are deleted automatically unless the customer posts a video and a pub to a publicly available neighbor's app. But again, it's just that thing of these companies are putting the, the onus or the responsibility of keeping us safe on us. Um, and this is something that more traditional companies would not. There is a Consumer Protection Act for a reason. There is OSHA for a reason. These companies should have a responsibility. Um, and so this gets into this final article, and it's with um, an opinion piece. Um, it's time to break up Facebook. And this is from... Um, the 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 person who helped um who helped found facebook with mark zuckerberg um chris hughes um he was a co-founder and i'm just going to read this one part because this is quite interesting because this is what um happened in the early industrial age what they call the golden age when these companies like the oil barons and the um, steel barons and the um, rail barons had access to so many different touch points in our lives. So it says, Mike, Mark's influence is staggering, far beyond that of anyone else in the private sector or in government. He controls three core communications platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, that billions of people use every day. Facebook board works more like an advisory committee than an overseer. Because um, Mark controls over 60% of the voting shares, Mark alone can decide how to configure Facebook's algorithms to decide what people see in their news feeds, what privacy settings they can use, and even which messages get delivered. He set the rules for how to distinguish violent and incendiary speech from the merely offensive, and he can choose to shut down competitors by acquiring, blocking, or copying them. Mark is a good person. Um, Mark is a good and kind person, but I'm angry that this focus on growth led him to sacrifice security and civility for clicks. I'm disappointed in myself and the early Facebook team for not thinking more about how the news feed algorithm would change our culture, influence elections, and empower nationalist leaders. And I'm worried that Mark has surrounded himself with a team that reinforces his beliefs instead of challenging them. The government must hold Mark accountable. For far too long, lawmakers have marveled at Facebook's explosive growth and overlooked their responsibility to ensure that Americans are protected and markets are competitive. And any day now, the Federal Trade Commission is expected to impose a $5 billion fine on the company, but that is not enough, nor is Facebook nor is Facebook's offer to appoint some kind of privacy czar. After Mark's congressional testimony last year, there should have been calls for him to truly reckon with his mistakes. Instead, the legislators who questioned him were were de, um, deride as too old and too out of touch to understand how tech works. Um, that's the impression Mark wanted America to have because it means little will change. And so... Yes, it's easy to point our fingers at Mark Zuckerberg and, and Facebook, but these privacy issues, these issues of um, having control over who gets to speak um, and who gets shut down, 
um, who defines who gets to speak and who gets shut down, who defines what's offensive, who defines, because there was a conversation on Twitter this past week about centralists. And it's a, it's such an interesting conversation to have with these individuals who believe in this middle of the road kind of thing, because it's everything they talk about is very um, um, generic. Um, when you ask them about strategies for this civility and this this bipartisan, debatable environment that they uh, would like, they have no strategies. It's all, oh, we haven't figured this out. And um, it's also very telling that when they have these conversations, they very seldom, um, you very seldom see them coming on the side of marginalized groups. It's all, it's very much often why should we be shutting down these more conservative views? Um, and so the person who did the threat was, I mean, truly laid out a, um, a, 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 a um, conversation that, that pointed to how centralist is not really central. It's more right-leaning than anything else. And, and it's very interesting. It's, it's very, we need to do a better job of saying, who gets to determine what's not, I don't want to say that because I don't, we have a right to create what we want to create. What I would like to see though, are tech leaders thinking more deeply about the long-term impact of the th products and services we create, um, engaging communities that could be negative, negatively impact, impacted and getting their perspectives on how, um, the things we create can minimize harm and um, understanding having a more thoughtful and humbled approach to having access to people's data. And, and, and that, that's it, right? There's, a, there's a, this sense of arrogance that really just galls me. Um, people are handing you over their most sensitive information and how we are treating that is just totally unacceptable. And so that's um, today's episode. Um, I went a little over than what I, um, well, fuck it. This is all new. I'm just figuring this out. This is episode five. But um, this is the privacy issue. So take care and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to this special episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. I would like once again to give thanks to the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist, Professor Ibram X. Kendi. Learn more about his work at his website at ibramxkindy.com. Please consider becoming an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene movement by visiting the website at hashtag call the scene.com. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.